0: Well, Greetings, saints to God. We bring you greetings this Sunday morning, August 22nd, 2021. Welcome to Triple C Podcast. Tony here. We want to prepare and believe that God does have a word that we can reap a benefit from. Let us open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another Sunday. Thank you for another day. You've allowed us to wake up and open our eyes when our eyes hit the ceiling and our feet hit the floor. We pray that your word, your will, and your way be done. Help us to frame the words that will help somebody today. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer. We truly thank you for this opportunity. It is a privilege and an honor to repeat your word. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Bless all listeners today in Jesus' name. Amen. On this Sunday, this podcast, Two Pastors Scripture that we're gonna share from today. Matthew, the author, the tax collector, and Paul, the great writer of the New Testament, will be speaking to us today. So I'm gonna read the basis for where we're gonna come from is Matthew chapter 24, verses four through 13, but then we will conclude with Paul talking to the church at Corinth at chapter 10, verses three through five. So I'm gonna read Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 through 13, and give you the title of this Sunday's podcast. And I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible, and the Word of God reads, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All of these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another, And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. The title of this podcast is a continuance from last Sunday that you were conditioned for crisis. This Sunday is The Crisis is Real. The Crisis is Real and then we'll conclude with 2 Corinthians 10:3 through 5 and you'll see where we're going as I go into the podcast a little bit deeper. But as we talk about where we are One of the things you must understand for every clergyman that is striving to be real of who they are in Christ and and recognize who they are as a human. I've always tried to temper my messages and my lifestyle to, to explain that I'll never cross every T nor dot every I, that we are all susceptible to anything that God will allow. Now, I must tell you, I do not believe that God put anything on anybody. I do believe that God allows things to enter into our realm of living. And I said it, Joshua chapter 24, as for me and my house, we must serve the Lord. And and, and we talk about that. We talk about that in verses number 11 as well. He talks about he, his goal is not to just destroy you, but it's to prosper you is to make you better, but it don't feel like it when you're going through. Now, the basis of it is that crisis. I told you that you're conditioned for crisis. And you got to accept that the crisis is real. The pandemic is in its fourth wave, as the news media reports. Now, those that have been 80 plus 90 percent unvaccinated people are the ones who are the most infected and impacted. But those of us, even the long haulers, are recipients of and that we still, and please hear me real well as I say this, it has never been said by the CDC or any of the medical scientists that those of us that have gotten vaccinated are exempt from re-getting COVID. It just says the probability is less likely that you would be as sick and you may not die and you may be averted from going to the hospital and being placed on a ventilator. Nobody has ever said that we're not going to get it because we are gotten vaccinated. Nobody has never said because you wear a mask, you're not going to get it. I want to make a public service announcement for those of you that know people who don't believe and they are theory and they're conspiracy theories saying that they're being injected with chips. They're being injected with a poison that they don't have faith. So if that is the case, let me drop something in every Christian spirit. If you are a believer that this is something that you're taking and that you don't have faith, I I commend you right now to stop taking every type of medicine that you are on because you do not know what's been put in those pills that you're taking by the diagnosis from your doctors and your physicians. So I want to make that very clear. So God has allowed doctors and scientists to be in our midst for their own reasons. But I'll tell you something. If you don't have faith, I don't care how many pills you take, how many natural sur- substances of herbs you eat and drink. If God don't want it to work, it won't. Let me drop that in your spirit when I'm sliding by your street or driving with a bullhorn. I just want to put that in there before I continue on because I've heard too much of it right now. Here's the thing God and politics don't mix. You're either going to walk with this word or you're not. You're either going to believe God or you're not. You ain't going to tell everybody how long you've been in church. That is irrelevant if you are a naysayer. It's irrelevant if you are one of those negative Normans and negative Nancy's and you always causing stirring up drama because you got folk that you want to follow you because you've become your own pew pastor. In that regard. So let me tell you that. So this word that I speak and preach. It ain't something that I wrote. It's something that God wrote. I have chosen to believe what I've read and studied in God's word. So I want to just put that in there for anybody that will listen to the message. To understand. I ain't trying to be rich. I ain't trying to be wealthy. Off of the gospel of God. I ain't got cruise lines. We ain't bought no compound. We ain't got whole things. that our daughters live on the property. Under God's money. Under your dollars and dimes. Ain't none of that. If you knew our life, you knew that we do what we do by the grace of God and what we've acquired is because of God. It ain't nobody's coming at us. I'm just laying it flat for everybody. That this gospel that we're now sharing is free. The podcast is free. Not one podcast in two seasons have I asked for one dollar or one dime to help advocate. If you saw my setup, you'd go, what? If you saw how it's coming across, you say, What? So just hear that. So this gospel that we're about to go into, I pray that you will read it, study it, heed it, and know it for yourself. Amen. Now, I had to put that out there, and I try to make sure I lay it flat for everybody. So in that regard, so let's move into Matthew. Matthew is the text collector. But the red letter edition of the Bible is Jesus speaking. So we told you you were conditioned for crisis. So to be conditioned means that you've been in some type of spiritual Boot camp. From the time you accepted Jesus Christ, whether it be privately or publicly, you may not realize a child of God, but as soon as you said, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, you just entered into boot camp to become a part of the army of the living God. And if you're going to be in this army, the Jesus said, You've got to take up your cross and you've got to bear it. What does that mean? That means that you're going to have to endure. As a good hard soldier in your faith and in your belief. And this is what I want to tell you, those of you that have not returned to the physical building, do not be offended and don't let nobody guilt you into believing that you gotta be in the midst of the crowd with your mask down to prove that you've got faith. I said it, the mobile church is the real church. The physical building can burn down tonight, and the church is still ever, ever much alive. Amen. So let me go into the word and we're going to break it down and see what the Lord says on today. I hope I help somebody as God helps me help myself. And Jesus answered and said unto them, "Them is his disciples." Here's what's so awesome about the word of God that plus years ago Jesus and God and the Holy Ghost knew that on August the 22nd 2021 we will be sitting in our houses and where we are in the midst of a pandemic of epic proportions and there are some that's trying to get you to have an elevated level of faith to trust God at his word and Jesus answered and said unto them why he answered because they asked questions Let me read your question. Let me tell you. This is what he said. And Jesus went out, and this is verse number one, and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, see ye not all these things, buildings he's talking about, verily I say unto you, there shall be not left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Meaning that everything in this earth will be destroyed at some point in our future. And he said, and he sat up on the Mount of Olives. The disciples came unto him privately, saying, tell us when these things shall be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world. Now you see how I go into verse number four. And Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. So even though you're in a crisis and the crisis is real, the first thing that God said to his disciples, through Jesus, and it's applicable to you, is the first thing God said is don't be deceived. Take heed that no man deceive you. I don't care what kind of church he's got. That he passes, I don't care what kind of car or cars he drive. I don't care how much money he flash at you. I don't care how many prophetic sayings he throw out to you. And while I'm on that note, if the prophecy don't come to pass, it's not real. Go study your Bible. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Many folk that led you to believe that they are anointed of God when all they're doing is taking your money and raping and robbing you of your own to make you feel that you're guilted into not believing that God is real based on how much you didn't give. You could be the woman with two mice and give all that you've got and God done bless you. Let me drop something while I'm going by your street. The modest house that you live in, the nice car that you drive, if you're able to get from point A to point Z, if you've got food in your cupboard, you've got some clothes in your closet, you've got some shoes on your feet, you all tell God thank you. See, when you can lay down at night, as I like to tell people, if you can lay down at night on a pillow of peace, on a cushion of comfort, under sheets of satisfaction, because you've labored, and the Bible says that if a man don't work, he shouldn't eat. But God is so gracious that he'll feed you with your nasty self in knowing that you lazy and ain't did nothing. God still bless us. He said here in verses five, for a shall come in my name and say, I'm Christ, and shall deceive many. You better know who you're talking to. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. that's my second point. The first one is don't be deceived. Why? And here's what he said in verse 6, and this is where we live right now. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors. Let me slow down for just a minute. Amen. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Afghanistan, Iraq, in theater we call it. Do you not see, if you're watching television, The chaos that has erupted. Did you not see the people trying to fall, trying to climb onto a moving plane that was trying to get out of harm's way? I'm a firm believer that many of those folk ain't trying to live in war. Some are just trying to live. But do you understand that we're a blessed people in America? Now, I don't know why everybody believes that America is the world's police, that we can fix everything when we're already jacked up as a country. Help me, Holy Ghost. But he says it in the Bible. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, child of God. God has allowed you to see the thing. But by now, you ought to have enough faith to know that God's allowing you to see, not to disturb you, but to make you aware of what's going on. Y'all may have not heard me through the years. I have said It's not necessarily what's going on around you. It's what's going on in the inside of you. God has allowed you to see with your natural eyes, but don't let what you see with your natural eyes cause you to lose sight of where God is in your life. Hopefully I'm helping somebody. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For every Nostradamus believer that said the end of the world will happen on this day. In scripture, hello Holy Ghost, Jesus even said He don't even know the day nor the hour. Only God the Father knows that day. What does that mean? That means we're to keep preaching, we're to keep teaching, we're to keep believing, we're to keep living in God until whenever it comes. He said, for nation shall rise against nation and the kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. That's why I have told some of you that's ever been around me, I don't believe that we're in the end days. We're the beginning of the end and we're the beginning of sorrows. That's why, folk, we heard clergymen, even this morning, we heard folks, don't you allow the devil and all the things to cause you to become so internalized that you're so depressed that you can't even live anymore, that all you're doing is just barely existing because of what's going on around you. You've got to learn to know to live is Christ and to die is gain. If you can realize that if God were to allow everything that you've acquired to be gone. God said, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and yet lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Let me tell you while I'm on the subject. If God told us to give away everything, we believe that God will restore it tenfold. Hello, Holy Ghost. So this is what he says. So the first thing is, don't you be deceived. You need to understand goods to lead me right into my second point. First thing is don't be deceived because you're in a crisis right now. The second thing is know who you're talking to. See, everybody thinks because I'm a talker that I talk to everybody. No, no, I speak to a lot of people. I don't talk to hardly anybody about anything worth anything because a lot of folk can't be trusted. Hello, Holy Ghost. So make sure that you know who you're talking to. See, everybody, I've told you through the podcast, everybody in your presence ain't your friend. Some folk are just curious as to who you are and what do you do. How have you gotten what you've gotten? And some will put labels on you without even knowing your heart. They see the exterior of what God's allowed to come into your realm of living and they prejudge you based on what they see with their natural eyes rather than knowing your heart because the only person that knows your heart is God. Not even us siblings, hear me brothers and sisters, not even us siblings know each other's heart. We only know, well, yeah, we've been born and birthed from the same womb, but we all raise and grow and do things different. Why? Because none of us were made exactly alike. God has enabled every one of us to have our own thoughts, our own mind, and our own decisions. The prayer is that no matter what has happened, that we wake up at some point in our earthly living and realize that we all need a savior. That at some point I realize no matter what has happened, I got to get to the point that I got to secure my eternity in Christ. That's my prayer, that you realize that stuff is nothing. Why should I gain it all and then die and bust hell wide open because I was trying to keep up with something that I thought I needed. When I got it, I was miserable after I got it because it's easy to get and hard to maintain. So he said, don't be deceived. Don't follow every bishop. Don't follow every prophet or prophetess. Don't follow everybody. Don't you be paying your money to drive all over the country trying to seek out a prophecy when God's giving you the 66 books of the Bible that can teach you more than any man can falsely prophesy to you. Hopefully, I'm helping somebody. So, don't be deceived. Know who you're talking to. And my last point, and we'll close the podcast in just a moment. Here's what he said, and let me read this thing down to you. And this is where we're going to conclude going into 2 Corinthians. So, understand something. Let me finish through Matthew, and then we'll go over and close in 2 Corinthians. When he talks about the beginning of sorrows, and I got to read the rest of it so you'll understand before I move from Matthew, he says, Then shall they deliver you up and be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of nations for his name's sake, not because of your name. Not because of the Williams or the Sharps, it's because of your belief in Jesus Christ. Because now you're a child of the king is the reason that the opposers of the faith will not like you because you're a Bible thumper, because you're a holy roller. you one that will trust God and not trust the theories. You will trust God and not believe the negative norms. You will trust God and not believe the Nostradamuses of the world. You will trust God and not look to the government. You will not look to the politicians. You will look to the pulpit and the pew of God's word, not the preacher in the pulpit. The pulpit, but the word that comes from the pulpit, you will look for God's word because the Bible says the only thing that shall stand is the word of God. The Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall always stand. Child of God, if you're going to stand in the crisis, you best stand on the word. Amen. He says in this verse 12, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Is that not sound like America? Does not that sound like the last five to seven to ten years that the hearts of man? But 13 says, but he that shall endure until the end shall be saved. Many's heart and mind has waxed cold and gone hard because of politics. Many has gone and done all kinds of things because they realize that they think that they know more than God. God said, no, you better know who you are and whose you are. Lastly is this, don't be deceived, know who you're talking to. And this is where we're going to move over from Matthew from the wars and rumors of wars. And we'll close out with 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through 5. And this is what Paul says, leaving Matthew, listening to Paul now. Paul says it this way, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are Not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. What does all that say? The first point was don't be deceived. The second point was know who you're talking to. And the third thing God said this. There's two things you got to do to be able to stand in your crisis. You got to know when to cast down and to bring into captivity. Every human thought, every devilish thought, every foolish thought will try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. If you can practice that preaching you will find that you what? Shall never know defeat. If you can learn, this is what he said. For though we walk in the flesh, human beings, we do not war after the flesh. Let me tell y'all, listen to the podcast. For everybody that knows my name and know your name, you are not my enemy. For everybody that you think that think I think I hate them or don 't like them we 're not enemies we 're not in competition For everybody on your job for yourself they 're not your enemy if you 're a child of God. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal human. The warfare is spiritual. Let me tee this pSA while i 'm there. All the things that we're doing with missiles and bombs and tanks and stuff, we will never solve this war. Because this war is a spiritual war. It's not a physical war. That's why we was in Afghanistan for 20 years. Because there's an underlying effect of something that we can't put our finger on is the reason why we stayed there for 20 years. There was money to be made in 20 years. But the war ain't over. Don't be deceived that the Taliban is taking it over now after the extraction of the American soldiers. We're not the world's police. We can't do it all. We've lost loved ones trying to wage a war that we will never win. Hello, holy. You ain't got to believe me. See it for yourself. I close this morning by saying this. The, The crisis is real, child of God. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And the amplifier says it this way, for though we walk, live in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God. For the overthrow and the destruction of strongholds, and verse number five, and lastly says it this way: Inasmuch as we refute arguments and the and the, and the orrors of reasoning, and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captivity captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. I close by saying it this way that you got to understand, as I bring it to a literal close, that you are conditioned for crisis. The crisis is real. I don't deny the crisis. But here's the thing. Here's what I want to tell you, child of God. If you can just practice those three things this week, you will be able to hold on and hold out. If you can practice what the word of God says, how do we do that, preacher? Well, I'm glad you asked. You can do that by your faith. For the Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 1, now faith is the substance of things. Hope for. The evidence of things not seen. Though you can't see it in God is real. The second thing is this. your training. You've been conditioned from the time you was able to say, you know what? I'm going to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'm going to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. You know what? I'm going to disrefute and refute the people that's haters in my life and I'm going to start to listen to God. I'm going to seek God's face in accordance to Matthew 6 and 33 which says, but see First, the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added. Let me drop something in your spirit while I'm speaking to you. If God wants you to have an abundance of things in this life, baby, He can do it. If God wants you to have a cup of full, but as long as your cup runneth over, and you don't become a hoarder and you give it away, God will say what. God will give back unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over that men will give into your bosom. And I can tell you, if I could just preach for just a little while, those jokers you think that hate you, God said he'll make your enemy become your footstool. What does that mean? They won't know why they want to promote you. They don't know why they want to bless you. They may not even like your race or your ethnicity, but they've got to bless you because God has touched their heart. Uh, I close by saying in 2 Timothy 2 15 says, Study to show Thyself approved unto God A workman that needed not to be ashamed To rightly divide the word of truth In conclusion with Triple C Podcast Today if you want to know that While you're in the crisis you ain't got To keep running in place you can run Until Jesus comes and get you but it Ain't a long 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 wait You just got to keep running amen You're running for your life you're believing That God has got you you're the one on The beast but it's God carrying in you. You're the one that's crossing over the bridge with troubled water. You're the one that God has parted the Red Sea. You're the one that God has pulled you out of the hole that your brothers put you in to die. You're the one that God said you are not healed by your stripes. You're the one that can hold on. Those of you that's working in the hospital, you hold on a little while longer. Those of you that's out there on the front line with the police and the fire department, you hold on just a little while longer. God says God will never leave you nor forsake you. The trouble. Trouble may come, but weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Oh, my God, I want to keep going, but I got to stop. The Bible says it this way through the songwriter. Lord, you got to help me to hold out. Lord, I don't know. I can't tell nobody because every time I tell them, they say, where's your faith? baby, when you try to tell them, they say, no, don't look at it that way. You're just trying to convey what's going on in your life. I understand it, but I want you to be encouraged. Don't stop telling me what's on your heart. I may look a little crazy every now and then, but I believe you. But believe this, God ain't never left us. God has blessed us. Look back over your life and you see what God has done. If you ain't got a testimony to tell what God has done, you though what should have been dead But now you yet live. That's God. That's God. So you close out this way. For every one of our loved ones that has died in the Lord. The Bible says that when one of his children come home. The angels rejoice. We miss them. But now you carry on the bloodstained banner. You preach this gospel to somebody else that may leave this life during COVID, but make sure they know how to get to God. And don't you listen to them preachers saying there's multiple ways to get to God. There ain't but one way to get to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. So Lord, help me to hold out and help me to hold on until what? My change Come. Until the next podcast, this is Tony and Triple C Podcast signing off as a songwriter will take us home. I'm praying in the name of Jesus that Father help us to hold out and hold on. I don't know what it is. There's some things going on. I can't put my finger on it. There's some folks that don't even care for my own tone of my voice, but I'm not worried about that. I just got to put it out here. And Lord, I trust that you will make it work in their life. In the name of Jesus, healing we send you forth. Deliverance, we dispatch you. The warring angels, we dispatch you to go out now to everybody that will listen to my podcast and believe that they will be blessed. We cover them from the crown of the head to the soles of their feet. It is in Jesus' name that we pray until the next podcast, we know that God will, God can, God shall. In Jesus' name, this is Tony signing off. Be blessed in Jesus' name.
1: Need you to help me to hold